I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is Dr. James Allen Anderson, Associate Professor and Director of Orchestral Activities at the University of Delaware. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for having me, Paul. So glad to have you in the studio today to talk about your work at the at the university with the orchestra uh, and the music program, because I understand you're involved in a lot of conducting. You're a guest conductor around the country. That's correct. Uh, but also to talk about a really exciting upcoming trip that your orchestra is taking to China. It's going to be spectacular, yeah. So really really some uh, exciting news here coming from the University of Delaware uh, from the music department. So first, a little bit about yourself. I haven't had you on the show before, so uh, tell us a little bit about your background in music. Uh, I know you've been at different uh, uh, colleges and universities around the country, but uh, what? Uh, tell us about your background and what brought you to the University of sure. Delaware. Sure. Well, um, I was trained as a pianist. Uh, I did my undergraduate work at uh, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, piano performance. And then I returned a few years later to start um, a new uh, conducting program there under Tonu Kalam, a fabulous teacher, uh, really one of my great mentors. And uh, so I completed the master's in 1995 and then went up to the Eastman School of Music to work on my doctorate studying with David Efron. And from that point, I then went out into the job market and started teaching my first job at the University of Montana. And from there, I went to Appalachian State University. And eventually, 2011, I came here to the University of Delaware. As and you're now an associate professor, uh, what are the courses that you teach? So we have, um, I'm responsible for four orchestras at the University of Delaware. We have our University of Delaware Symphony Orchestra, the Chamber Orchestra, the Opera Orchestra, and uh, University Strings. And so I conduct three of those ensembles. I also teach conducting. I have a really wonderful graduate student right now from Switzerland who is working on a master's with me. And on occasion, I'll teach some other uh, general classes. Now, your background, you say, was was in piano originally. Correct. Um, what what did it? What was entailed in moving into the orchestral world? Yeah. Well, I I had um, I played trombone all through high school and college. As and, did I. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes, yeah. I did. I, I always tell people I'm a recovering trombonist. <laughs> um, and uh, I also took three years of cello in college just to get a sense of uh, you know the issues associated with sound production on a string instrument. Um, and uh, yeah, I really loved it. And I think that sort of training uh, there there. In general, there are two tracks for conductors and orchestral conducting. Um, there are many exceptions to this rule, but um, there is a large majority that are pianists. There are a large majority that are string players. And um, both come with different pros and cons. The, the piano work, I find, is really helpful in terms of score study, being able to sit down and play from an open score. Um, you can realize chords and things like that, whereas mm-hmm. on a string instrument, it's a little bit more of a challenge to mm-hmm. do that. Um, the obvious advantages for a string instrument is, you know, I would say, 70% of the orchestra is strings, right? And so that's the core and the heart of the sound. Mm-hmm. And so being able to understand all the technical ramifications of that instrument is is that advantage as well. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, do you teach at both the undergraduate and graduate level? Yeah, I've been teaching um, especially a lot of independent studies at okay. the undergraduate level with mm-hmm. uh uh, in conducting specifically, I choose to only have one graduate student every two years um, in officially enrolled in the orchestral conducting program to make sure that they get adequate uh, podium time. 
And uh, I think one of the great things about our graduate degree program is not only do they, they get a lot of practical experience, but they get it in many genres. So my graduate student now is working on Donizetti's Lucretia Borgia, mm-hmm. and uh, he will have public performances of major operas. Um, former students of mine um, have gone on to, uh, one just completed a doctorate in Indiana. He was able to conduct Falstaff and the rape of Lucretia while he was here. Extraordinary for a master's student to get that sort of opportunity. Now I'm curious, I want to come back to the piano for a minute. Do you still perform at all as a pianist? Or? Um, uh, you know, it's funny when you're, when you become a professional conductor, you know, the time right. to practice right. <laughs> and those, those, uh, days of four or five, Hours a day of practice have, have evaporated. Right. Um, I, I play a little bit, but mm-hmm. I haven't really given a formal recital in years. But your guest conducting has taken you around the country. For sure. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been out west this year so far. I leave for Israel uh, next week. I'll be working with the Jerusalem Symphony and uh, the Beersheba Sinfonietta. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a chance to conduct on, on uh, four continents, so it's really exciting. Yeah, that, that that's great. Now back to the, the you said four orchestras that you conduct at at the uh, university. Uh, talk a little bit about the the differences between the orchestras, what, you know, a, a chamber versus a full. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> well, I'll start with the university strings, which is our non major, uh, non auditioned group, and which is a, a string orchestra, and that's led by um, a graduate student. Um, the uh, opera orchestra is essentially our pit orchestra. And we, we have a, a wonderful program led by uh, Blake Smith, who is our opera director, who has conceived this uh, uh, curriculum for the opera program that does contemporary chamber opera in the fall and traditional opera in the spring. And so that opera orchestra acts as a pit ensemble for that. Um, the uh, chamber orchestra is, in many ways, an offshoot of the symphony orchestra. It tends to be smaller. The instrumentation really depends on the, um, the program that we're doing. We have a wonderful cinema symphony series at the mm-hmm. chamber orchestra as the resident ensemble. And so we play silent films, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, we've done documentaries before. Uh, in the fall, we've done um, traditionally done a uh, shown uh, a... Um, uh, Halloween-themed program, so things like Dracula and Frankenstein. And then the orchestra plays a live soundtrack to accompany the film. They also do standalone concerts um, that are more modeled in a professional um, sort of system where we'll do three blocked rehearsals in a concert. Um, so we might have a, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday rehearsal concert on Saturday, a run out on Sunday. Um, the symphony orchestra, on the other hand, is more of a traditional university-based orchestra where we have six weeks to prepare a concert. We meet twice a week, and we'll do generally two concerts a semester. And my programming philosophy for that uh, ensemble is really pedagogically based to make sure that the students are exposed to music from the Baroque period all the way to today, um, a variety of different styles and nationalities, and really preparing students um, through repertoire to go on to the next step, either graduate studies or um, auditioning for professional ensembles. Now, how much overlap is there in the student makeup of each of the orchestras? There's a fair amount. Um, we have uh, all our ensembles are open to um, students beyond the music department. Mm-hmm. It's through auditions. And um, I would say there's... Uh, 
the the chamber orchestra itself is probably made up entirely of members out of the symphony orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, the opera orchestra can be the same way, but you know, there's it all depends on people's schedules. There's uh, pretty rigorous rehearsal schedules associated with these ensembles, and so the core ensemble is the symphony orchestra. That's the one that's a requirement for the music majors to be a part of. Yeah, I, I'm just curious uh, for the students who are music majors. What would be the average practice time that they put in in a given week for their their private instruction, you know, their individual instruction, and all the different ensemble groups that they might be playing in? Right. It really depends on what their degree program is. If they're a performance major, it's pretty extensive um, versus being maybe an education major. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, and that's a tricky question. There's the expectation of what I think the faculty and I would like to see. Right. <laughs> and then there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, it's it's a very busy time for students at a university. And so learning to juggle all those responsibilities. Um, I typically would love to see on the orchestral music, you know, a half hour a day um, of practice. But in addition to their their work in terms of learning sonatas and concerto movements, mm-hmm. you know, they could be practicing four or five hours a day. Mm-hmm. Plus we have a thriving chamber music program. Um, and so, yeah, there aren't, there aren't, uh, there are a lot of opportunities for performing. And all of the performances of all of your ensemble groups are open to the public. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So really it's a community outreach as well. And it's a great way to, uh, to market the university and the, and the music department and not to go into detail today it's really a topic for another another show and i understand that the music department the arts department is undergoing a major strategic planning process to take a look at how the university currently presents its music uh programming and and where it might go in the future that's right it's very exciting I mean, we have uh, a fairly new president dennis asanas who mm-hmm. has a great vision about expanding the university and that includes um, the the music department. He has a wonderful sense for what a great music department can be, and so mm-hmm. we're all very excited mm-hmm. about his leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to move in the direction now of of the orchestra and your upcoming plans. But let me first remind our listeners that you're tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Dr. James Allen Anderson, Associate Professor and Director of Orchestral Activities at the University of Delaware. Jim, we've been talking about sort of the, the orchestral program in, in general and, and your background. Let's turn now to the orchestra and an upcoming trip you're taking to China. That's right. You know, I one of the, the big uh, selling points for me on the University of Delaware is they have the oldest study abroad program in the nation. And that international... Uh, focus is an important part of the mission of the music department. And so all of our major ensembles have done international tours. Uh, In 2013, I took uh, the University of Delaware Symphony Orchestra to Bogota, Colombia. Um, And when when I plan these tours, I really am looking for a way to create a cultural immersion for the students. And so it's not a typical tour where we go abroad and have people listen to beautiful music. That's mm-hmm. certainly part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I created a program called the the Dime Project, or the Delaware International Music Exchange Project. And the idea is to go abroad and pair with host institutions and perform music that's important to both our cultures. Mm-hmm. And um, that is an extension of what we'll be doing 
uh, leaving on uh, May 29th of this year. We'll be going to China for two weeks, and we'll pair with students from uh, Beihang University in Beijing, Tsinghua University in Beijing, uh, East China Normal University in Shanghai, and the Xi'an Conservatory. And um, we'll have some of their uh, directors will conduct music that's important to their cultures, and I'll conduct the music that reflects our our cultural values. And so we've created a program that really is this beautiful combination of American music and Chinese music. Um, the uh, a little bit about the we start the program with an American composer by the name of Robert Moran, fabulous composer, lives in the Philadelphia um, area. A piece called Points of Departure, which I think is aptly named as we mm-hmm. head overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's this incredible rhythmic drive, that uh, dance music, that really is uh, a perfect way to kick off the program. And then we have several Chinese works, uh, Jasmine Flower, which is one of their most important folk songs. Um, a piece called The Love of Butterflies, which will feature two Peking opera singers. Mm. Um, and then we perform... Uh, really one of America's great iconic uh, composers and conductors, Leonard Bernstein's suite from the movie On the Waterfront, uh, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fabulous. Um, and and very uh, it, it represents that Americana, that brassy, jazzy uh, sort of music of the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. It was Leonard Bernstein's only film score, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little puzzling to me. I, it, it's such a beautiful score and fits the movie perfectly. Um so Although did, some would say West Side Story was a film score, but originally it was well, that's true. Stage that's play, true. Right? Originally, and you right. know, he's he, that that um, that element. I think was really um, uh, something that Bernstein had a clear right. grasp of. Oh yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that piece. Um, actually, I'm looking forward to the entire program. After that, we have intermission, and then we have a, a few other Chinese pieces. Now, are you, did you select the Chinese pieces you're mentioning, or were they selected? In collaboration did, with, okay, the, with, the with the Chinese conductors. That's right. Okay. Um, and I think the focal point of our program, really, that, that summarizes this idea of immersion, is a work that um, was commissioned by the master players at the University of Delaware um, by Mark Haggerty. Mm-hmm. It's a triple concerto. It will feature... Um, Sean Gao, who is our violin professor, fabulous performer. Um, Kathy Yang, who is um, this incredible arhu, a traditional mm-hmm. Chinese, some say it's a double fiddle mm-hmm. uh, instrument. And um, and the third uh, soloist is a percussionist, Ken Zimbalista, uh, from an incredible Israeli percussionist, so multi-talented. Um, but the three of them together, it's a superstar combination. Mm-hmm. And... Sean Gao and uh, Kathy Yang formed Six Wire, which is a, a cultural cross- crossover ensemble that blends jazz and Latin music and ethnic. Um, and I think um, this becomes a showpiece for that type of ensemble. And Mark Haggerty, the composer, has um, created a piece that is blending. It's not trying to be Chinese. It's not trying to be Latin. It's not trying to be solely American, but rather fusing all these elements together. And that's how we'll close the program. Hmm, interesting. So you said you'll be conducting some of the pieces and their resident conductors will be conducting some as well? Some of them, yeah. Okay. So, um, for instance, when we're with uh, uh, in the Xi'an Conservatory, their director will conduct one of the pieces. Oh, great. My graduate assistant will conduct some of them. We're, there are six concerts, and I think I conduct different things on every one of the concerts. Okay. So how many concerts in total will you be doing over there? Uh, six over there, okay. and then our send-off concert here on May 28th. 
Uh, so a total of seven performances. Okay. Oh, that's really exciting. Now, um, let's talk a few minutes about the the logistics. This is your first time taking the orchestra to China. Is that correct? It's my first time taking the uh, the University of Delaware Orchestra to China. Okay. I did take the, an orchestra at Appalachian State University back okay. in 2009. But yeah, this is a bigger group. We're, we're taking 90 people total. Okay. So the logistics involved with this, you know, with some people with some really beautiful and rather fragile instruments, yeah. it makes for a real challenge. And um, so we have a lot of help. Tamara Smith, who is one of our fabulous uh, ensemble, uh, um, what's her official title? Well, she's she's one of the great office assistants, but right. she's dedicated to helping logistics with ensemble. I know she works with the community music school and, right. and, and on and a number of different levels. We didn't have levels. her to help right. with handling yeah. things like meals and buses right. and plane tickets <laughs> and, and visas. In my our orchestra, um, since we have... Um, uh, you know, so this is wonderful international component to the school. We have people from all over the world in the orchestra. I have mm-hmm. students from um, Iran. I have a student from uh, Puerto Rico, from Colombia, from China. And so just juggling all the different visa requirements right. for people who are not either Chinese or um, from the United States right. presents a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So how long have you been working on this? Oh, the tours like this take two years to process. Okay. And um, we really hit the ground running at the beginning of uh, this academic year, um, getting everyone's commitments in place and and planning the program. And, and really, we're preparing a lot more music than we typically would for um, a concert program. Most concerts generally are 60, 70 minutes of music, but we'll be taking about 110 minutes of music with okay. us. Okay, so these 90-plus students, I think you mentioned? Yes, yeah, so 80, uh, about 82 all, students almost, almost, and okay. then support staff. Okay, and, so not 90 uh, plus individuals. Right. Uh, now, the students that are going, uh, ranging from freshmen to seniors, or I mean, seniors would be recent graduates at that point. Right, freshmen right? freshmen to graduate students, okay. actually. Okay. And uh, yes, some of them will have, have graduated. You know, we plan the tour... Um, after graduation to not impact you know, the, the students uh, during the academic year, which mm-hmm. would really could, could uh, cause a lot of uh, disruption for 90 people. Um, and so it makes perfect sense. So people have made arrangements to, um, to uh, meet their obligations for graduation and still be able to travel with us. Now, while there, in addition to uh, rehearsing with the, the, the local conductors and interacting with the music students over there, are there any side excursions planned? Or I mean, you mentioned you really wanted this to be an immersive experience. That's right. We will have uh, uh, excursions to the Great Wall of China, okay. the Forbidden City, the Temple of Heaven. Uh, in Xi'an, we'll go see the Terracotta Warriors. I was just there in October and saw that for the first time. Mm. It's spectacular. Yeah. Um, and Shanghai is such a cosmopolitan city. There's um, everything from a, um, a cruise on the river there mm. to um, uh, nights at karaoke. I think we have a karaoke okay. night planned. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to okay. – hopefully you won't see YouTube videos of me <laughs> belting something out. Um, but it's really – it will be a completely immersive cultural experience. And the fact that we're paired with um, with students from China, I think, is really an important component. And I'll, I'll just say from uh, in 2009, when I took my orchestra there, um, four of my students from that trip returned to China and lived and worked there. I still have one that still lives there. Oh, how about that? And so those are the – and the same thing happened in, in Colombia, where these friendships were formed and people were going back and forth. And we had this influx of wonderful students from Colombia. And that's really the purpose of these types of trips. Yeah. It's a, it's a life-changing experience. For yeah, sure. It really is. Well, for those of us who 
aren't able to go to China uh, at the end of May. Tell us a little bit about the upcoming program that you're doing here that we can attend down at the university. Yes, it will be on uh, Monday, May 28th at 7 p.m. And those of you who have been wonderful supporters of our concerts know that a 7 p.m. time is a little bit earlier than we typically do that. Um, but we have a very early departure the next morning. So uh, 7 p.m. on campus at the Thompson Theater. And uh, tickets are available in advance, so you could call the rep box office. Uh, The number there is 302-831-2204. And the date again is May 28th? May 28th, Monday. So really, really exciting. Uh, run down the program again so that we can hear what the, what the numbers are. Sure. So we, we're going to present both national anthems, uh, Points of Departure by Robert Moran, Love of Butterflies by Nailene Young, Jasmine Flower, which is, uh, again, that traditional Chinese folk melody arranged by Wen Ping Li, On the Waterfront by Leonard Bernstein, Sunshine uh, arranged by Gong Shen, uh, Beyond These Horizons by Mark Haggerty, which is the new world premiere triple concerto. And then we have a couple of encores, Libre Tango by um, Esther Piazzola and the Radetzky March by Johann Strauss. So a really exciting and diverse diverse program. Really so, yeah. Uh, quite, quite different from what you would typically expect from an orchestral concert. Yeah, it, it's a little bit more thematically centered mm-hmm. with this idea of trying to blend two cultures. Mm-hmm. Well, we have about a minute left. So in, say, 45 seconds, what do you hope to gain from this, either for yourself or for the orchestra? Yeah, you know, every time I travel, I learn something new. And I think that um, there's no better way to have an appreciation, this pluralistic idea of understanding different cultures than to go and immerse yourself in those cultures. Um, upcoming uh, plans that I'm working on is going to be taking an ensemble to West Africa. Mm. And so these experiences are, as you said, life-changing experiences. And so for me as well, not just for the students, we're very excited about it. Great. Well, Dr. James Allen Anderson, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the University of Delaware's orchestra, your upcoming trip to China, and the upcoming concert at the university on May 28th at 7 p.m. in the Thompson Theater. Correct. Thank you for having me.